Hey, 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 one love. Welcome to the wonderful Wednesdays. How you doing, Arch? What's up, what's up? Peace, love, power, light, all that good stuff. How y'all doing? All right. So, we missed Arch last week. So, we have we got the Arch back this week. We got a few topics we want to cover. Um... You had some specific you wanted to say, right? Yeah, what was it though? I forgot what we talked about. Uh, we talked about so much. To- we never is. I, I don't know which thing. You sometimes remember you said something about Gwen Berry, and then is that's was that it? It definitely was Gwen Berry, but I know you wanted to talk about that also, so I won't let you take the lead on that. But well, we can just uh, dive right into it though. Alright, well then, because uh, what I wanted to say about Gwen Berry was let's support our sister. She was a part of the Black Business Boost, that aspect. Like, because um, on that, on that episode that she was on with Dr. Hunter, and like, I like the fact that she asked, you know, because they, they was wondering about what her consequences would be you know about her situation or whatever and you know as far as losing sponsorships and things like that and so my thing is sponsorship or not right we may not be able to give her that amount of money but we know the power of the black dollar that's why it's important that we support each other you know what i mean and i so it's like i was just gonna get them the website which is www.gwanberry.org you can go in there and buy her a little shirt. She said that's a very good way of supporting her. And then, but what I liked the most about what she said was basically more so support her by like shouting her out, you know, or spreading the information. She won't even ask so much more so for the money. I just feel like why not let's support her? You know what I mean? That make me really want to do it more. So yeah, it's like she won't trying to, you know, I, I th- that says a lot to me. And I'm like, I like her even more. <laughs> Uh, yeah, like, mm-hmm. like we got, we definitely got to support each other, especially in times like this. Like, you see how easy, like, when when a black person, a person of color, start repping MAGA, and then like they ask for money, all the MAGA people will send them money, or what would they be doing? Send them uh, cash apps or uh, whatever, just uh, send them money. Like, and who does that? The MAGA people. What is MAGA? Make America Great Again, people. The redhead. They do what now? It's it's been black people that uh make make uh fake profiles and they be like black people and they be like they support Trump. This is doing the whole Trump campaign. It was a couple of people that did this. They they act like they was a Trump supporter and act like they needed some money or act like somebody was messing with them. Like all the black people was messing with them because of they supported Trump, and actually they actually got hundreds of thousands of dollars out of those people and donations and stuff. Hmm. So if they can be on code and support people like that just for supporting Trump, we should be able to do that too. But you said these people got money from those organizations from from the Trump yeah. people. I mean, I mean, not necessarily the organization, but just Trump supporters. Oh, other Trump supporters. Other Trump supporters. What's that? 
what's that big thing uh, that they do when, when these people send each other money or something? They make a uh, GoFundMe. Oh. They make GoFundMe account. And uh, and they'll get 100,000 supporters that support them on a, on a, a Facebook post or a tweet. And people will go to their GoFundMe and they'll make hundreds of thousands of dollars. So how I feel like you know with the Gwen Berry thing, we should be able to support her, and she actually selling some. She got shirts, you know, merchandise, and I mean she just wants support. Right. We. I mean, why wouldn't we? You know, why wouldn't we support it? We got to. So yeah, we got to get better yeah. with supporting everybody. You know, not. And my thing is not just the celebrities. The reason why I, because I normally don't really, you know. I feel like if you a celebrity, you pretty much you you good, <laughs> you yeah, know. Right, yeah. But when I see a young black woman that is, I what I feel like you know represents what we are. I don't care what level you at. I got you. I'm gonna do you know that's the best I can do. Yeah, and yeah. I love to see. I feel like that's my sister right there. I feel like you know. The, a like-minded individual is and is rare to see, in my opinion. I, you know, and that's that's one of the reasons why I, I just want so much for us ladies to get it together. Like, we, it's so much we need to be working on as ourselves, much less you know other things. But yeah, like you said, we we can definitely we we need to go on here support her. Go on here. Support. Oh yeah, what 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 Winbury did though. What she did, she's a track runner. She's an Olympic track runner. And she and she also does the uh, hammer throw. She's in the Olympics for the hammer throw. So she played third in the hammer throw, bronze medal. And that, uh, this one is the Olympic trial, so she made it. She got the third place, so she's going to the Olympics for the hammer throw. And uh, during, during the national anthem, when they played the national anthem, she turned her back on the um, anthem. So, same thing with Colin Kaepernick. You do this during the anthem. You supposed to it's disrespecting the flag or whatnot. But this is my thing. What had the flag ever done for us? I mean, we got family members. We got uh, veteran family members that that's been uh, that's in the military or whatnot, or they've been in the military and they come back and they get uh, they get treated with the utmost disrespect because the color of their skin. As we seen back in um, a couple of months ago with the guy from Virginia, he came home from the military and he had on he actually had on his BDUs and uniform. This was uh, in uh, Virginia, I forget what part. And um, I mean, the police great disrespect to him. Told him they were about to kill him. They told him about to ride the lightning. Mm-hmm. Did you see that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. like it was it was an incident in Virginia. Yeah, I don't know what it was on the news and stuff because I don't watch the news. Yeah, I mean, this was over social media. This had went viral. Oh, yeah, and that's, I don't really be on that like talking about either. It actually was a year ago when it happened. Mm-hmm. But it went viral last in the last year and it happened in like 2019. And he ended up getting a lot of support and stuff and like the media was not covering that, that whole issue. Of course they not. I but it's like they want us to have respect for the flag and like like we should just ignore the other two verses in the national anthem what's the other two i mean i don't know a word for word because we never sang that part but basically it's talking about it's, it's like talking about slavery and slaves and 
you know, basically is making us less than human beings. If you haven't heard it, I think everybody should check that out. The the all the verses. Of the, the national um, anthem. National anthem. Yeah. You know what? The national anthem. The guy who wrote it was a racist. You know what I mean? Like. You know what? This is what we about to do. Let's see. Let's see. Yep. Let's dissect this thing. National anthem lyrics. All right. Oh, you talking about the Star Spangled Banner? That's what I thought. Okay. I was like, maybe I'm thinking of the wrong thing. Yeah, maybe I probably said the wrong thing. All right. Well, let's see. Oh, you talking about the one say? Can you see? By the dawn's early light. Okay, what well, so proudly we hailed at the twilight's last gleaming. Um, one second. Whose broad stripes and bright stars through the perilous fight or the rampers we watched were so gallantly, yeah, streaming. And the rocket's red glare, the bombs bursting in air, gave proof through the night that our flag was there there. Oh, say does that star-spangled banner yet wave or the land of the free and the home of the brave. So, land of the free don't apply to us. No, that's that's just the first uh, verse. That's the last one. No, ma'am. It's more to that song. <laughs> Not that they sing. No, yeah, exactly. They don't sing the other verse. Right, but even in this right here, the we we're not free in this land, so that don't apply to us. Exactly, none none of it. Uh, we are we are not the we. We are not the us. Of course. You know what I mean? But and, then, and a lot of people get that mis- misunderstood too, though. Like they're not talking about us enough than they do or say. No laws pass. Everything is against us. Nothing is for us. Right though, but see, and this is this is my opinion of the whole thing, and this is why it don't really. <sighs> I so every nation's got this flag. There's the American flag that they sing about, so that represents America. Who don't know the history of black people in America? So like, how can you be so shocked or offended when they ain't with it? That's the only thing that don't really, you know. I'm in my in my mind. I'd be like, you mad. Like I turn my back on it, but you surprised I turn my back on it, you know. And, and, and then they and go the off, about, and that's uh, retarded. Theory. They don't want it taught. Mm. They don't want anything dealing with race taught in our schools. But that's the that's the that's the foundation of this country is built on racism. Of it's course, built on, deceit, built murder, on treachery. Yeah, genocide. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it, that, like, that's why, who wouldn't want to talk about how they how they build their country? Who wouldn't want to talk about how they build their country? They feel bad about it because they try to make everything seem like it's so little. It won't that big of a deal, you know. Hey, did you see that um, video I sent you yesterday? I didn't get it. You didn't. It was no. one that I watched and I liked it so much because it was done by a white lady, right? Well. Yeah. It sounded well. Clearly, it was a it was a white woman, and she worked at the museum. And she was talking. She did Hattie McDaniel. She was talking about the history, and she, you know, talk about the history of Hattie McDaniel. But in the middle of her 
documentary. It was on like 13 minutes. So she was talking about racism and stuff that Hattie McDaniel had to go through. And then when they tried to look yeah. at some of the records, a lot of it's not there. And she was saying that I was the thing about it that shocked me is that she said it. This I feel like stuff we know, but it's very rare that somebody on that side would say this is a clear proof. Like whenever there's lack of evidence in an archive or a big hole missing in a history that's supposed to be recorded, that's clear proof that the person that did the recording did not want people to see. You know, they want to make sure that nobody they didn't air that dirty laundry, right? So she was like, we um have to. She she was saying that it's time, you know, now for us to start filling in them holes, you know, trying to go back and see what actually occurred based on whatever information that we have. And so she had reached out to another museum, you know, like you can find a fragmented information, but I like, I appreciated the fact that, you know, she could say that. And I also appreciate the fact that they should, that she had even, you know, put on the documentary itself. I learned a lot. And so then I looked up Hattie McDaniel and I found out some more. And then that led into more Maya Angelou information. So, you know, yeah. <laughs> it's like... I'm definitely going to do my research on that. Yeah. Like, we definitely got to start, you know, like, we can't change the past, but we can just start looking for our information. We already know, you know, at this point, what we've been through and how yeah. we're being affected but we gotta just start finding the information and then moving in a little bit different circles in the way we've been operating you know what yeah. I, mean? I learned something on uh, social media uh, yesterday uh, actually uh, like I didn't know it was so many communities black communities that were doing good I mean I, of course I knew that it was a lot of black communities that were doing good but what I'm saying is uh there's a lot of them once that uh, the white people uh, got rid of the black community. Mm-hmm. A lot of them, they, they, they're, they're lakes now. Lakes? They're lakes. Why? Like, seriously, like, they they, they put water in, into the little, into the area and, and flooded it out and made them lakes. Oh. Man-made lakes. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's, it's, it's devastating. It's devastating, like, yeah, I'm gonna send you the link. I'm gonna send you the link. Like, but you know what? I heard of probably one of them. It's, it's one of them in Georgia, but uh, the rest of them, I'm like, what in the world? Like, this many uh, black communities got destroyed and they build lakes on top of them. I ain't surprised. That's that's how an enemy would do. They I'm surprised there's so friend. many. Like that's like that's what they do. Cover it up with water. Like that's crazy. <laughs> it is. It's terrible. That's why I don't understand. What do you mean unite? And what do you mean like make like I don't I don't want to I don't really and I'm not I'm not saying that I can't get along with everybody, but it's like those who got that type of mentality. I don't want to intermingle with you. I you don't want to live your life, you know, next to your enemy, not knowing what they'll do next. That's you know that's that's pretty much how. It make you feel, you know? Yeah, it do. It do. So, and that's nothing even against nobody, but, like, it is too, though. It's like... It's against uh, those who who, dis- who display that type of mentality, yeah. you know, for other people. Because at the end of the day, 
And this, when I say that, that seriously, it's not only geared toward one race of people because if, if you're a black person and all you think about is negativity, drama, getting over on somebody, what you can get, like all that still that same enemy type stuff, ain't no true friend action. You know what I'm saying? So all of that, I feel like stay away from me. But, you know, you, it's like we, I definitely wouldn't want to, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's just like I read in a, in a one of them, one of the Qurans read, it was like once, once a person presents as an enemy, they are no longer your friend. It don't mean that you are supposed to hate them and, you know what I mean, like hold yeah, that yeah. negative energy, but it does mean that they've already shown you something. How much yeah. more do you need to see to before you be surprised when you see it again? Like, like, like the saying go: If somebody show you who are they, who they are, believe them. Exactly. Believe them. Yeah, you got to. Once I know who you are, I know how to. I know how to be around you. I act accordingly. You know what? Um, what I normally do is like a natural thing because. But sometimes you feel people, you know what I mean? Like before you you really get to know them. All right, technical difficulties, but uh, we back. So um, you were saying once a person identify, I mean, once you see who they are, then you, you know how to handle them. Once somebody show you who they are, believe them, and you got to know how to deal with them, handle them, and navigate their personality, and you know, you see what their intentions are. You know what I mean? Right. Once somebody show you that, you got you got to treat them accordingly. Right. You got to. There's a must, or you can get yourself hurt. Right. Right about that. I mean, you definitely, absolutely have to. Hey, I gotta ask you a question, Arch. You know how Dr. Hunter always, well, I haven't seen her do it in every, I haven't seen every last one, but I know often she'll ask the people that's on her show if they had the wand to fix one of our problems, what would it be? If you had the wand, what would you fix for us in America? Um... That's 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 kind of easy one for me. Uh, it would definitely be uh, unity. Hmm. You make us unified. It, it'll be it'll definitely be unity. Because hmm. if we if we standing together, I mean we we can't go wrong. We can't lose if we unite. There's so many things that uh that divide us, and if we just stood together on certain things, we'll be. You know, it would be good. I agree. So then, what would you say? Well, if I had the one, I would definitely, we we would end up uniting. But I think, like, what I would do is help us. Like, I I, I would fix our ass and, like, how we see things and how we perceive things as far as we wouldn't be at competition with each other so much and we wouldn't like we'll support each other like you're saying unity so i you know i think it would turn to the same thing 
but like we would see that our partners are not your enemy just because things happen you know what i mean we could we could better be able to co-parent our children if we don't do it together which would make us you know what i mean and then i feel like once that happens the stuff on the outside will happen because once we come together then there's no way of doing it without recognizing the creator which is gone it gotta be the first thing anyway you know what i mean but i feel like we're so far gone we kind of got to go back in to get to yeah. him and i think once we do that that's when every nothing the, all, everything else that's happening is going to be non-existent don't mean it is going to stop but it will not affect us in a way that it do no more because we'll have right. different types of barriers and strengths and we'll have each other yeah. we have our own you know spiritual connections and we'll be able to fight back in a different way yeah and i feel like you know um like in reality it is only one race the human race but as far as you know society is today you know our our true reality right now you know uh we're the only race that don't stick stick together for one another we don't stick up for one another i mean we some of us do a lot of us do but as a whole as a unit we don't not like the others yeah because the others didn't they weren't you know, we was turned against each other. That ain't who we yeah. were at first. And, you that know? Was done, and, that, and that was done purpose. Right. That, but that's why it's time for us to get back online. Like we understand, we, we, we know. Yeah. And I think that for real, part of our healing has got to be recognizing and, and understanding the mental situations that affect us, not only based on what we face now, but knowing what our ancestors went through and then that's still trickling genetically. You know, I, I think that it's a lot you know, self-love that, that's got to come from it. I really, yeah. really do. And that's going to make the biggest difference. Yeah. So look, if you could, I think, like, if if you could, you said you use the wand to make us unified, right? You know, you know what, though? How about, how about I use the wand and just end racism, period? Okay. So, all right, let me ask you this. Ending racism. How, how, so, what? how would it, how would everybody be together? Like, would some people have to not be themselves in order to get along with other people? Or would it be like everybody just take bits and pieces of everything and everybody do the same thing? Like, how, how would that happen for you? That's interesting. Um... <laughs> That, that's a tough that's a tough one there uh, I got an idea alright well let me ask you what you think about this idea alright what if everybody just simply instead of looking at the color of their skin what if treat everybody is, equally right but like what if the group the people who are like minded or like the same stuff no matter what they look like they go over there you know one spot and what if everybody respected boundaries, stayed away, but at the same time didn't have any negative feelings, you know, toward each other? Because it seemed like to me the hardest thing about racism, it seemed like the problem is that nobody can let people go. Everybody want to push people together, but when you push them together, you take away from who they naturally are because everybody can't fit in one hole. You know what I mean? In one that, spot. That sound like that sound like you sound like you was you was you was for segregation. I, yeah, but not in a negative way. Put like this. Yeah, yeah. I, it's yeah, like yeah. it makes sense to me. Nah, if, nah, I definitely, I definitely was for segregation because I felt like integration was the thing that hurt us. Absolutely. A lot. That that, that took our unity away. 
yeah. integrated, took our unity away because we felt like white was right and black was wrong. Right. What is that? And then you know we you all of a sudden we get close to our enemies. I'm pretty you come on now. They know that we shouldn't be unified, so you gotta make the woman go against the man and you gotta put situations together so that they can start beefing. You gotta make them compete with one another. Cause yeah. you got to, cause now you their friend. You know what I'm saying? The friend of me. <laughs> I hey, I get it. I, look. And the, the the amount of respect and love I have for preserving my people, I I can't help but say if that's what you felt like you had to do to keep your people, I don't hate you for it. You did, I guess, what you thought was best. But at the end of the day, we gon' just just know that it's not gonna last. You did it for a while. Don't be mad when we come back up. You had your time. <laughs> you know. What I'm it, it's definitely it's definitely gonna come a day for them, and that they're reckoning it's gonna come. Yeah. And I don't know if it's soon, or I don't, I don't know if it's later, but it's gonna come. See, I believe the scripture when when God said that He was gonna scatter His people. Now, outlook, yo, I promise. I truly, truly, truly believe that the only reason why we're going through everything that we're going through. Is because we won't turn back to God. Because he said this was what's gonna happen when we turned away from him. We will serve all these other gods. So I mean, every time they do something, I'm like, okay, I know it's supposed to happen because he said it's gonna happen. But he also said he was gonna preserve a remnant of his people and he's gonna bring them out. And I know that that's gonna happen too. Okay, I got a question. Mm-hmm. Don't you think black people, like black people today, I think we are the most religious, superstitious people on this planet. You don't think we've we've done enough for turning back to God, or have we? Hold up, hold up. Have we turned to Him now? Have we? Because what we turn to won't Him. Not all of us, but a lot of us, like you know. What? Which, which ones of us have turned to Him? I ain't seen us go to Him in a very long time. Not Him, because what we do is run behind the set now oh my goodness there's no way for anybody <laughs> I'm just saying, there's no way for anybody to go to look for the creator the person that created them yeah that know the hairs on the head that thoughts before they received to know everything about their body inside and out there's no way that you can go looking for that person and not find them when he know what you're looking for you gotta not be looking for him if you don't get him you gotta not be looking for him. So when you going, a lot of people go to church every Sunday, but a lot of people go to church to see what somebody else either got on or what they doing. You're not dead to hear the word because you you and you're not running. You could have been doing it for years at a time. So don't. It, it's like, are you really? And the scriptures say a tree is known by its fruit. With the, you see all the trees, and when they none of them, you don't know which one is gonna grow red apples or green apples until that fruit come. But once you see it, you know it's there. So, as far as I'm concerned, I haven't seen a lot of us <laughs> that's looking for him, too. Because when you look for him, you find him. And that changed your ways. So, yeah, I, I see us, I see the scripture being fulfilled every day of the week where we are looking at everything. Like, you mean tell me that it's okay like the, when you look at the bible you, you pull these pastors supposed to be representing jesus but yeah. jesus i he when well, he didn't have anything 
compared to what they have. Like nowadays, a pastor is known to be a man of God based on how much money he got because that's supposedly how much God blessed him. But that same man of God, you don't never see him give to the poor. Jesus fed the hungry. You ain't never, you think you're going, you can't even get close to these supposedly people of God, much less ask them to put their hands on your prayer. You got to pay for a prayer. Jesus never did that. So what God are you following? Because it's not the one that we, the creator. You know, that's all I'm saying. I think, uh, I think, uh, white people, Christianity, white Jesus, Christianity, and white supremacy. Oh, yeah, of course. I agree. I agree. I agree. Oh, and there's another one, too, that talk about, um, I just watched this other documentary. I, you know, it's not that I didn't already know what was in there, but I like how they had it because they, they really, you know, sometimes when you watch the ones where they talking about how Jesus was black, um, they still, it's like, you could tell that their information is not really something you can follow because it still leads you down to some, something else that ain't even really in the word. <laughs> you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. But they, but they can't prove, they can't. They, they don't got their facts straight. Right. But this one was actually talking about the, you know, actual look of Jesus and how if he wasn't, and this was my always uh, my biggest question, if he was a white man, why didn't he stand out? Like, they didn't know who Jesus was when they, you know, came to get him. That's how he was betrayed by a kiss because Judas kissed him so that yeah. they didn't know that that was Jesus. If he he, he could have just been like, oh, the white man, because the Egyptians are black. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Yo, Jesus, exactly. oh, he's going to be right there. You know what I mean? But, like, we don't really look at that. Um, Y'all don't think about that. Like, if he was a white man in Egypt, Kemet. Right. Kemet, land of the black. Um... He should have stood out. Hey, look, we got about 30 seconds on this segment, and then we okay. got to roll into the next one. See y'all on the other side. Later. All right. Welcome back, One Love. Welcome back, One Love. We are Art, you good? You good. We just spent like a whole <laughs> 15-20 minutes talking, realizing we only record. But that's the beauty of just good conversation. So, um we was talking about religion still though. Now what was you about to say, Arch? I was about to ask you, so so we're we're talking about Noah's children, right? Mm-hmm. So God God, this is the question I have for you. God has chose only one of Noah's sons and told him that they were going to be the chosen people. He didn't choose Noah's son. He actually chose Abraham that said that his lineage, you know, was going to be his chosen people. But Abraham was a descendant of one of those sons, not all of them. You know what I mean? And that was, was that uh, Japheth? Now that, I'm about to dig back through to find exactly I'm gonna go. I've been wanting to do that. I took like some little notes, but I'm a. I'm a. We we gonna answer that question. I'm a. I'm gonna look through. Yeah. Look back through the whole why, thing. Why are you looking through? Um, like that. That brings me back to like uh, the book of Enoch, right? Mm-hmm. In the book of Enoch, um, Noah was the first. Uh, 
Noah was the first one on the planet that looked how he looked. In the book of Enoch? Yeah, that's in the book of Enoch. It says... The one in the Apocrypha, or is there another one? This is another one. This is not coming from the Apocrypha. Oh, okay. This comes from my, my research of the book of Enoch. Okay, so... This is my, pers- this is my personal research. I, I got this from a lot of a lot of uh, places, so... Mm. Don't fool me exactly, but this just, you know, the story I heard. You okay. know, like, why, why it was taken out of the... I was wondering why the book of Enoch was taken out of the Bible, so I started looking it up and researching. Okay. So, so it is it written like, by Enoch? Huh? Is it written by Enoch? It's probably written by the internet. <laughs> oh. <laughs> If it's really it probably, like, this is just some this is internet research and YouTube research. Uh, no, I mean the actual you know, book. A couple the, of books. The book of Enoch. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, this is the actual book of Enoch. Yeah. Yeah. So, is the author though of the book of Enoch? Is it Enoch himself, or is it? Hmm. I was just curious because I'm huh. to look that one up. I don't know. Oh, okay. That's a good I, question. Okay. Well, oh, go ahead. Finish what you're saying. But, but I know Enoch was the one. Enoch was the one that went to the heavens and got all the knowledge and brought all the knowledge back to the earth and told everybody everything about everything. Okay. So Enoch was taken into the heaven by angels, the watchers, or aliens, whatever y'all want to call them. You know, so many. You know, um, I be watching a lot of uh, ancient aliens, and they like to say Enoch was taken by aliens or whatnot. <laughs> but uh. <laughs> But um, yeah, like so. Enoch was what uh, Noah's grandfather, but or father. Enoch. Mm, you know. I think that's what Enoch two generations down. Great granddaddy. Is it? Um. But anyway, go what you were saying. I thought you was asking me, and I was. But, but yeah, my point is, um, Noah was the first one on the planet that looked how he looked. And that's supposedly why they took that out. Because he did not look like his parents. He had blonde hair, uh, red eyes. Uh, like, he was basically, basically he was saying he was uh, albino. Oh, that's what you're talking about. Yeah, that's in the, um, yeah, I read that that's in there. And he was scared of him. And he went and talked to his um yeah. dad until I asked him to pray, you know what I mean, and, and everything. He, was, But this is the thing that, that I think is interesting. According yeah. to that in Apocrypha, he actually levitated and he yeah. spoke as a baby. And like that was oh, a thing wow. that scared him. I never heard that part. I gotta look at yeah. that. I gotta read that. Yeah, that's what I like, read in the um, Apocrypha. Like, so basically, it's kind of saying like everybody on the earth was black and it kind of creeped them out that he looked like that. So he was the first albino, or aka the first white person. But albinos are not white people. Huh? Albinos are not white people. That's not where white people came from. I know, I know, but he was the first one to have blonde hair. Right. And basically to- saying, but that's the thing. The earth was black, completely black. Right, but he look. Was the first, he was the first light skin, you know, albino. I know, I right. know they were black, but right. you know. But look, wouldn't you have been scared too if there's a first time you saw it? 
I don't know. I don't know about that, but it would have, it would have been, you know, it would have been different. Yeah, I think I'd have, I think I'd have felt some type of way about that, especially with my. Child. I still love it, but I'm like, why my yeah. baby got to be the different one? <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, um, when I was watching the the one of the Maya Angelou speak to um ever the Evergreen campus, um, she was talking about an experience where she was she had got invited to a party and yeah. the. You know, it was by some white people and she wasn't supposed to travel because this was, you know, back in the, I think early 20s, 30s or whatever. So she wasn't supposed to travel beyond four miles of where she was supposed to be. And she's like, shoot, I don't even think I'm ever coming back here. I'm going to go to this party, you know. So she went on ahead and then, so she said she in there talking and everything, having a good time. And the parents came out and it was a lady first. She was older. An older white lady, she yeah. looking around the room, speaking to everybody. She said she looked at her and she screamed. She had never seen a black wow. person before, and so she had the, never seen a black person. Never had she had never seen a black person before, and so she said that her sons and stuff was so embarrassed, but she she didn't take it offensive because she said if I was to live my life for ninety years and I only seen my kind, and I look around the room and there's a white man in my corner. She was like screaming. She said, I would be surprised. I wouldn't faint. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So she ain't taking offensive. And so she ended up talking to the lady and she said the lady ended up trying to rub her face and it didn't come off. You know, she ain't get offended. They bought her. She said, bring her food and she wanted to see how she eat, you know, pretty much. And then she said when her husband came out, he did the same thing. But by then she had already talked to her and then communicated with her. And she yeah. said when her husband came out and screamed, she told her husband, oh, don't be stupid. <laughs> Yeah, and then like, she, she uh, was saying, I remember back in the day, mm-hmm. my dad went to Arkansas for uh, a manpower with Diddy Jakes, mm-hmm. and he said some of the white people there in, in the certain parts of Arkansas had never seen black people in person before, only on TV. Oh, okay. And he said they were treating them like they were celebrities out there. <laughs> oh, that's what's up. That's nice. That is amazing. I know. Well, now that's the story. Um, yeah, I kind of forgot already because that it'll come back. But um, that yeah, yeah. that I like that. That's nice. You don't really hear that too often where they are treated in a favorable way. You know. Oh yeah. I mean, sometimes it is. Sometimes it ain't. You know. Right. Oh, that's what it was. Um, this what she said when she was talking about the story with the lady and stuff that she was quoting um, a quote from the man, I can't think of his name, but it said, I am human. Everything that's a human experience is natural to me because I am human. You know what I mean? And that right there is what it boiled down to when I feel like when it comes down to racism because what you like or dislike about a person is one thing, but how you treat them, like to think that you can do certain things and say certain things and that it wouldn't negatively impact the person. It would negatively impact you because you're human. You know, yeah. that's, you know, where it go wrong in my opinion. What were you about to say? I don't know, I lost it. <laughs> okay, well, good talk, good talk. Look, we haven't done the, um. did you, did, are you gonna do a phenomenal person? Yeah, I can do a phenomenal person. Oh, sucks. Well, let's do the phenomenal people before we run out. You want to do yours? I'm gonna do. Uh, I'm gonna do Greg Carr. Oh, okay. 
right, my boy. So the phenomenal woman for today is Mary Church Terrell. She was a fighter for women's rights. She lived from 1863 to 1954. She was born in Memphis, Tennessee. Her quote is, keep on going, keep on insisting, keep on fighting injustice. I like it. In the period of American history, right, right? In a period of American history when most people felt that blacks and women were intellectually inferior to white men, Mary Elizabeth Church proved them wrong time and time again. Hmm? All right, I'm listening. The daughter of Robert Church, a former slave, Mary graduated from Oberlin College in Ohio in 1884. She majored in the classics considered at that time a gentleman's course of study. Four years later, she earned a master's degree in higher mathematics and went on to study abroad. A strong woman's rights advocate, Mary believed that women should work if they wanted to. Her father did not. He disinherited Mary because she went to Wilberforce, Ohio to teach. When Mary married Robert Terrell, a judge, she moved with him to Washington. She was later appointed to the city's board of education. She was the first black woman in the United States to hold such a position. Go ahead. In 1892, a lynch mob murdered one of Mary's friends. President Benjamin Harrison refused Mary's request to condemn lynching in his annual message to Congress. Y'all see, he refused. Refused Mary's request to condemn lynching in his annual message to Congress. So, oh no, no, keep, keep killing the black people. We're not going to stop that. That's what he said. No, I, I ain't nobody condemned that yet. I know, and they're crazy. Tell me that's not crazy to be in 2021. <laughs> oh my goodness. So, um, this began Mary's lifelong battle against racism and sexism. Mary and white suffrage leaders Susan B. Anthony and Jane Adams campaigned tirelessly to win passage to the 19th Amendment to the Constitution, which gave women the right to vote. Then, during World War I, Mary helped organize the Women Wages Earners Association to improve working conditions for Black women. Later, she helped form the National Association of Colored Women, NACW, and the National Association for the Advancement of Colored People, we all know as the NAACP. Up until the day of her death, Mary battled racial injustice. In 1940, at the age of 77, she wrote her autobiography, A Colored Woman in a White World. I gotta get that. Later, when the American Association of University Women refused to admit Black... Hold on. Later, when the American Association of University Women refused to admit Black women, Mary, at age 86, began a three-year fight to change that policy. At age 90, Mary Church Terrell could still be found leading picket lines <laughs> to end segregation in restaurants in Washington, D.C. She was a fighter all her life. Go, girl. Go, girl. I should have read her last week when I said don't give up. She would have been like... <laughs> But either way it go, we can't stop, y'all. We can't stop. Now, Greg Carr. Greg Carr. When I tell y'all this brother so smart and so raw, his memory, just his memory of the, all the things he knows is just so fire. So Greg Carr is a associate professor of Africana Studies and chair of the Department of African American Studies at Howard University. 
adjunct faculty at Howard School of Law. He holds a PhD in African American Studies from Temple University and a JD from the Ohio State College of Law, the School District of Philadelphia First Resident Scholar on Race and Culture, 1999 to 2000. Dr. Collett, a team of academics and educators the design and the design of the curriculum framework for Philadelphia's mandatory high school African-American history course. Dr. Greg Paul. That's all you want to say One second, one second. Oh, I'm about to say, I didn't think that was all you want to say. No, I lost my spot real quick. Hold oh, okay. These materials are the first to approach African-American history using African studies and uh, mythology. He is a co-founder of Philadelphia Freedom School Movement, community-based academic initiative, and is involved in over 13,000 elementary, high school, and college students. Dr. Carr has presented his curriculum work for the Board of Public Education in Salvador, Baha'i, and has lectured across the U.S., the U.S., in Ghana, Egypt, South Africa, Brazil, France, and England, among other places. His publications have appeared in, among other places, the African American Studies Reader, Socialism, Socialism and Democracy, Africana Studies, Publications of the Modern Language Association of America, the National Urban League 2012, State of the Black in America, Malcolm X, a historical reader. I, I, can, I found out about uh, Greg Carr on Roland Martin Show. And from there, like I just been looking them up, researching them, and it's been it's been amazing. Like I learned so much from this guy. Yeah, you put me down with the um with the the video. Yeah, with him and Doctor Hunter, and I, I like I like him a lot. Yeah, I really do. Yeah. He's very intelligent. Yeah. Hold on one second. Go ahead. Go ahead on. I'm going to mute real quick. Okay. So we're going to go ahead and do. All right. So the Black Business Boost for this week, we have a few businesses. Like the scriptures say, the last shall be first and the first shall be last. So I'm going to start with the last one that I picked up. I went to get Aaron Matai yesterday. And crazy thing is, I think I need another tire because I need air again. But when I pulled up to the pump, it was a lady putting air in her car. And I saw her sign on the side. So I rolled up on her like, hey, queen, is this your business? She's like, yeah. And I'm like, can I get a picture for the black business booth? She said, yeah, you want to fly? I'm like, yeah, give me a flight. So this is her. Um, she is a realtor making dreams a reality. Ladybug ENT is her real estate. Her name is Shamika A. Smith. She will be your local sales agent if you contact her. She works with residential homes, commercial properties, investment, real estate, financing assistance, and she can get you land if you need that. She says she also do rent to own and um, credit repair. Um, and it was one more that I'm so sorry I don't remember, but you could find out if you call her. Her she can be reached at 804 385 4803. She can also be reached by email at shamore75, that's shamore75 at gmail.com. 
a black owned business real estate um agent i told her i was like oh i might get use you myself although it's I have at least four other people that I'm thinking about when I do by my house. And I, I wish, I, I don't know if it's possible if I can work with all of my wood because there's something particular that I would need all of them to do, but we'll see how that go. The next person we have is one of my clients. She booked me for her husband's, well, for, for her husband, husband's massage for their anniversary. But it turns out that they sell insurance and they have a lot of referrals so it, it they i think she said she do they do any type of insurance they they can help you mel and samantha Procise. um if their their quote is life comes at you fast get insured so they can be reached by their office number is 804-243-5053 you can send them a fax at 804-668-5213. They can be reached at sprocise, that's S-P-R-O-S-I-S-E at AOL.com or www.primerica.com forward slash Samantha Procise. Spelled out normal. S-A-M-A-N-T-H-A-P-R-O-S-I-S-E. Then we have... Dog Eat Dog World. I don't know if you are familiar with Petersburg, but if you are in Petersburg, please check them out. They are right on a corner um, where, you know, right right in the, where Burger King is, where the kangaroo used to be. They sitting right there across from the tea bag, right at the light right there. Black-owned business. You want to support them. Their hot dogs are good. They also have cotton candy, chips, sodas. Price is not bad. They got a chili that is banging. It's, it's pretty good. Then we're going to do, um, don't forget y'all, Winberry. Once I get my shirt, I will definitely let you know. And in fact, one of the things that I decided a long time ago, um, I don't really like to be recorded visually much, but every time I am in front of a camera, I make it a business, like a personal agenda of mine to make sure that if I'm not wearing one of my business shirts, it's, and I very rarely wear mine, but it's always somebody else's product or business or something because i just feel like why not would one thing i'm not going to do is try to get in front of a camera and try to showcase some type of large name brand something because that only makes me feel it, it, yeah it just makes me feel like if i'm if i'm a, if i'm gonna be wearing a name it's gonna be a name that means something to me you know all that can wear my own (laughs) or nothing at all but that's you know i know everybody got a different perspective on that but you will be seeing me in my gwen berry shirt the same way you see me in my i sell ebo shirt or in my g sop shirt or in my anti-social huh i want to get one of the gwen berry shirts yeah www.gwenberry.org yeah i'm not sure that yeah click your size and um matter of fact Let's see. I got one business that's it. Oh, go, cool. please, please. Okay, I got you. Um, okay, this is my boy Mo at uh, True Care Products. He sells, uh, they make these personally itself, y'all, out of oils and stuff. So he got uh, soap, body butter, hair care products. Also, you can reach him at, at Freshman underscore two times underscore underscore f-r-e-s 
H M E N S underscore underscore. And uh, he got uh, Yeezy's dogs. He got Jordan's. Check out his Instagram. That is their name is Mo. That you can uh, his ad is uh, True Care Products. That's T U R E Care is spelled K A R E P R O D U C T S and at Freshman F R E S H M N S underscore underscore. Mm-hmm. Have you ever tried his products? I have, and I do. Oh, I like them. They're very good. They, the, the oil soaps, they, they feel so good. Like, they make your skin feel good. Uh, they smell good, everything. Like, I've, I've seen them actually make the stuff. It's, it's amazing. Oh, that's what's up. Yeah. You know what I like about Gwenberry's shirt? What's that? It's it's simple. It's plain. And it's, it's don't need nothing else. It just says freedom, power, purpose. Like, <laughs> just, you'll need the extras. Like, that's simply that. Like, I'm seriously going to get one for pretty much all the members of my family that I buy shirts for. Yeah. yeah we're oh, going to be rocking them. That's peace. Definitely. Yeah. All right. So, Lisa, we got. <laughs> Where do the time be going? We got eight minutes left. I do want to do a wrap your city this time because when we talked last night, you were saying about Nicole and who I, I that's I wanted that to be the rep your city of young man because Nicole, you said it was number Nicole one. cooking the wrong method. Um, so so when I was in high school, um, I ran track. I was I was pretty good at it, you know, but I didn't really have the grades and stuff, you know. But um. We actually had a like awesome team, you know. And a lot of people don't know this was like 2000. <laughs> we talking about age here. This mm-hmm. was uh, 2000. Oh. 2000. <laughs> it was year 2000. We was in our uh, Petersburg High School. We actually had the number one boy and girl in the country in track and field. And that was Nicole Cook. And that was uh, Jerome Mack. Like, to see both of them run and, like, being able to run with both of them was so amazing. And, like, you'll be in awe because, like, Nicole, she could keep her stride and pace, like, the whole time. Like, she she, could, she, she would run a mile in long distances and beat the boys because whatever stride she started off with, she could end the race with that same stride. And it was almost a sprint, damn near. Like it was almost, it was, it was amazing to watch. And to see Jerome Mathis, you know, um, like to see him run, like it was, it was so amazing to see somebody so fast. Um, like he, he didn't even have competition until he got like on the national scale, you know, the national level, and he ended up being the number one boy, you know, uh, in the district, in the region, and stuff like in the state. He would be at the finish line and people would just be getting to the halfway point. Oh, wow. You know what I mean? Like, and you like said they were number one. They definitely was something special to watch, and I was happy I got to watch it. Right. You said it was number one in the country for a while, right? Number one in the country in 2000. I see. That's what's up. Out of Petersburg. Like Petersburg, my sister said, Virginia. roses in the concrete. Um, I forgot one business, y'all. I'm trying to, I was trying to look it up, and it's. Um, I don't have any specific 
I try to get some contact information. All I can see is the Facebook. I tell you what, she got a catering business. Her name is Tabby D. Peters. T-A-B-B-I-D-P-E-T-T-E-R-Z. Look her up on Facebook because that's the only way I know that you can reach out to a contactor. But she has a catering business, black owned business. And apparently it's gotta be very good because one of the comments on her page is Tabby B. Peters. I'm gonna need some of that salmon. And of course my boo gotta top it off with his crab cakes and that sauce, OMG. So, I mean, must be good. <laughs> so let's get at them. I couldn't, couldn't forget that one. All right, how much time we got left? Four minutes. Guess what, Arch? First times for everything. We actually covered every topic this time. That's cool. We got it all in. What? I can't believe it. Can't believe it. So what what are we planning on talking about for the next episode? See, that's why I like to do them as the week go because, oh, this will have to be, oh, I don't know if I got time to do it now. But it'll probably have to be next episode. But <laughs> um, yeah, you know how I've been talking about there's a ministry to gardening, right? So I've been out yeah, in the yeah. garden today. So that's yeah, that's gonna be one of the topics for next week because um, it's gonna take way more than four minutes to communicate this little thought. But definitely that one. We always gotta have as much. Uh, hopefully, we'll have the black business boost because, like I said, I'm scouring for these people and the thing is it may not be much but it's what I can do to get the information out there is what we can do to share so don't ever think what you're doing is not enough just try try to support your people try to look out try to give somebody what you would want somebody to do for you and that's one thing it ain't easy because I feel like don't nobody share my stuff <laughs> but that ain't why I do it you know what I mean so I love that. You say you probably ain't saying that thing on uh the Instagram and the TikTok thing. It's like uh my friends be like, Why you not famous yet? <laughs> they like, did you share my stuff? Why haven't you shared my stuff yet? You know? Right, right, right. Like look, <laughs> like, comment, share. If y'all support, y'all like what y'all hear, y'all like you know what we do, like, share, comment, you know, let us know. Right. Only if you do, because if you don't, it's perfectly okay. Like it's cool. No, no. If you don't, if you don't like to share it too, some one of your friends might be like you. Never know. Hey, that's that's a good point too. That's a good point. But see, I have a problem. I really have a problem saying or doing something I don't agree with. It's it's not hard for me to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, I definitely yeah. So I mean, with I guess within reason, because I'm just because I don't like some, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna hold it back. You know, from from but other like, people. Like we talked about on 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 the first episode I was on, like. I like, I like, I like pushing the envelope. I like, I like, uh, people with different opinions, you know? Right. Like, we don't, we don't necessarily, necessarily see eye to eye on certain things. Like, I want to hear how you think, though. I like to hear how pe- people think differently. You know, and it might not be something that I want to constantly hear or listen to, but. <laughs> like, I hear it um, now, but I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna keep on hearing it. And I might do it for entertainment purposes for me, like. Yeah. Dude, you sound crazy type thing, but yeah. you know, hey, I find different opinions interesting. Right. Yeah, you know, uh, I found yeah, it interesting. That's the thing. Well, let me know what I'm dealing with too. True. 
true, true. Well, we got um a few seconds. About 40 more seconds. There ain't no time to say nothing, nothing too much. You want to um close us out? Yeah, hey, look. We love y'all. Hey, peace, love, light, power. Hey, y'all be safe out there. Stay dangerous. Be safe. Be smart. Be on point. We love y'all. Wonderful day. Beautiful people. Thank <laughs> you.